The following podcast is brought to you by Radio Southland and New Zealand On Air. Radio Southland is a community access media station based in Invercargill, New Zealand. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website, radiosouthland.org.nz, for our contact details. Welcome to Out There on Radio Southland 96.4 FM. It's good to be back with a new show. I am Rach. And I'm Gordon, and it is great to be back, Rach. It's been quite a while. It has. Now, we're going to start with some saddish news. But exciting, for in other ways. It is, and uh, hopefully you will wish us all the best. Um, This is our final show today of Out There. Um, it's it, it's been good, but um, both of us got, have got a fair bit going on in our lives and some changes going on in our lives. So, yeah, do not fear, though. Uh, we have something in the pipeline. We have a couple who are super keen on coming in and doing a rainbow show. So hopefully in a couple of weeks um, we'll have something brand new for you out there in the rainbow community. Which is really awesome. I'm so pleased that we're able to pass it on, pass the baton on, Rach. Yeah, I, I didn't want to leave Southland without a Rainbow Issues show. Neither did I, because, I mean, one of the things we learnt very quickly is I think we're only the second Rainbow Issues show south... South of Wellington. Yeah. So yeah. we didn't want to leave you guys without. So it's awesome that they're going to come on board, and I know myself I will be tuning in as regularly as I can. Absolutely. So tell us your news, Gordon. What's going on? Well, as I said, it's been quite a while since I've been in the studio because I was travelling, and as a lot of you know, I am politically motivated. Um, Just before the COVID lockdown, um, I spent 10 days in August in Wellington and actually also got to attend the second reading of the BDMRR bill, which we will touch on a bit later. Mm. Um, but of course, straight after that, we I arrived home on the Monday night and as we all know, bang, we were hit with a lockdown. That's right, you only got back that night, didn't you? Yeah, or the, the night before and I touched down to, um, we're going into lockdown as of 11.59 Tuesday night, so it was like, ah, so nice. that in itself has been really interesting because I feel like I've been nowhere since August. So this is probably one of the few times that I have been into Invercargill City. So it's great to see all those changes. But the reason for that also is that um, I have actually gained, f- well, I don't want to say full-time employment, but I've picked up some contract work with the Disabled Persons Assembly. Which is perfect for you. Yeah, and it's been a really... Interesting role um, because I'm part of the mask exemption team, which since COVID has, you know, and we've had the Delta variant come into the country, the work there has wrapped up because one thing we know in the um, disability community is that for one reason or another, some people are unable to wear a mask when they go into public um, public buildings, public, just out in public really, and now that the government have brought in that, you know, all public facing businesses, you need to be masked up, the need for a mask exemption is 
very much ramped up. So I've been working on that now for the past three weeks. And in three weeks, I don't think I've had a day off. So it was that and, you know, because everyone said to me, it is a short-term contract, but at the same time, how long's a worldwide pandemic going to go on for? So it's looking like it could go for quite a while at this stage. So that led me to having to decide that, unfortunately, um, out there is one of the things that I'll have to let go. And I am sad about that because it's been it's been a great show and I was actually thinking just coming into town today that it's, I think it's been almost two years that we've been going, Rach. Gosh, I can't remember, actually. It's been a while. It has been. Yeah. Um, going back to rainbow issues um, and just, stuff going on. Actually, before we go to stuff going on locally, I don't have it right in front of me. But if you are, you know, perhaps listening to this and we're in another level three or four, or, you know, you're listening from Auckland and you're still in level three, gayexpress.com, as in the New Zealand Gay Express page, have got this really awesome set of, of profiles on various rainbow people around New Zealand and their experiences with lockdown and the effects on them. So if you're looking for something that resonates with you um, and trying to work your way through, you know, these times, yeah, the Gay Express articles are really good. Go have a look. Yeah, I have read a few of those. And, you know, just to those who may be listening in Auckland who do follow us, you know, we we thank you for what you're doing and we know it's tough. Mm. Um, you're doing it tougher than us. And, you know, I was talking to a friend the other day and she said to me, they kind of feel like the naughty kid who's... Jacinda's told, you're not allowed out till you've done your homework and no one wants to play. Aww. So we do feel for you guys and, you know, hopefully we will get there. Yes. Now we have some updates from Chroma Initiative Southland. Now, of course, Chroma are the support group um, in Southland who have various coffee groups and various publicity events and everything. Um First bit of news is sadly um, Drag Queens Go South has been affected by uh, COVID and is postponed um, until further notice. That's kind of not great. Yeah, but sucky. I know it was due to happen, I think. First week of October. Yeah, and I, I don't know about you, Rach, but I was getting my getting my dancing shoes out again and looking forward to a good night. But I do know that, you know, when it does happen, once we reach, I think they're saying level one, aren't they? Yeah. Um, you know, that they will bring all their fabulousness and rainbowness to us and it will be all systems go without, um, you know... Stressing out about whether it'll happen or not or whether it's going to turn into a super spreader or something like that. And, you know, without barriers of only being allowed 50 people. and Yeah. Um, for people who have already booked tickets, the message is that those tickets are still valid and will be carried over to the new date. If you've got any um, issues sort of around that um, and you need help with your tickets, please do get a hold of Chroma and have a chat with them, they've asked. Um, Chroma are having their catch-up and coffees 
in level two. Um, that's their LGBTQI18 plus peer support group um, for rainbow people, their whanau and allies. Uh, mm. At the moment, it's virtual on Zoom during yeah. level two. Yeah, which as a person who loves face-to-face interaction, I'm not ecstatic about that, but it is what it is. Um, so fortnightly on a Tuesday, I think the next one will be next Tuesday, Yeah, which is about the f- 2nd or 3rd of October, mm. um, 5 p.m. Um, do get in touch with them um, to get the link or check out their Facebook page. Um, always great to see some new people come for a natter and a, a coffee or a whatever your tipple may be at that time of day, I guess. <laughs> Everybody's sitting there discussing and somebody's got a coffee and another person's got a glass of wine they're desperately trying to keep off screen. Yep. <laughs> we all know that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, they also have a really interesting competition going on at the moment. Um, well, it's not a competition as much as it is an exhibition. Um, it's called The Queer South, and I'm just going to quote from um, the um, information on it. Um, if you're an artist, an animator, a filmmaker, a game developer, or a content creator, um, if you're a student living in Southland and you identify as LGBTQIA+, this Beans Knees, so that's Beans Knees Creations wants to hear from you. Um, as I say, Southland is a tad on the conservative side. I don't think we'd disagree, Gordon. No, I don't think we would. So we don't have many events on for the local queer community, but this year they are curating a virtual reality exhibition. Uh, all SIT students are able to share their stories and experiences as a queer person living in Southland. Pretty cool opportunity. Yeah, it sounds really cool. Um, if you're interested, keep an eye out for entry forms and email Beans Knees, which is B E A N S Knees K N E E S Creations at gmail dot com. And entries close on the tenth of October. Um, entry is free, and people can only enter one entry per person. That so, yeah, sounds that's, really cool. That is the latest update from Kramer. Thank you, Kramer. Um, you'll be, well, your um, partner will be excited. I'm not sure if you're excited. <laughs> oh. After your joys over the last, um, <laughs> over the lock, last series. But, over um, the lockdown of RuPaul's Drag Race. Drag Race Down Under is going to be back. In 2022. Um I wouldn't say I'm ecstatic, but I think I will be tuning in. I mean, it was great. I did enjoy Series 1 more than I thought I would, and, of course, it was great to see a New Zealander take out the title. Yeah, ketamine. Yeah. Um, of course, I am great friends with both um, ketamine and Anita Wiglet, and I had hoped that we would have been able to get them on a show before we finished, but unfortunately that hasn't been able to happen. But I will pass the details on to the new um, Rainbow Show people, and that may be something they pick up. Mm. Um, so I haven't, I have to confess, I haven't really followed much of what's happening, but I know that, um, you know, applications are open for those creative types who. 
uh, interested in sewing and throwing on makeup and sequins and all those things that I am not. Um, <laughs> wigs, wigs, all the way. Not wigs. that I'm not, but not. I just don't have a talent for that sort of thing. <laughs> so envious of anyone who can, but they, you know, they're coming back in 2022. Um, as I say, I think I'm. Somewhat optimistically looking forward to it. <laughs> it was apparently incredibly popular. Half a million times it was streamed on demand only. That's not counting people who watched the episodes while they were on. That's just on demand. Half a million. It was one of the top ten local shows this year. Yeah, I think that sort of, you know, says something about, I don't know, the COVID pandemic and what we were all watching. <laughs> was it that and baking shows? I don't know. Ah, uh, we need a drag queen baking show. Drag queen bakers. Oh, now there's an idea. Yeah. Hmm. Something to think about. But anyway, if you have dreams of uh, being on a on RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under show or want any more information about it, you can go to, and it is RDR, excuse my Southern accent, rdrcasting.com, and you can put in an entry there. Uh, the main judges, celebrity guest appearances, and the drag talent competing in the second season will be announced at a later date, and that's going to be uh, done through TVNZ again. Yeah, and of course, if you're hanging out to watch it again, I'm sure you can go and watch, you know, season one again at TVNZ On Demand. Mm. Um, I got an email from a publishing company um, a few months ago before lockdown uh, telling me about a, a new book um, that was being published and it's called Out Here, very close to Out There. Uh, it is an anthology of Takatapui and LGBTQIA plus writers from around Aotearoa. It arrived the other day. Um, I have to say I haven't managed to read it all yet, but it is awesome. It's the first time there's sort of been a, a anthology put together of New Zealand queer voices. We sort of we have individual authors, but mm. nothing ever sort of focused on a on a you know a, a spectrum of of queer people here in New Zealand. Mm. I mean, it is probably the first um, written um, collection. I guess you could call it, that I've heard of. I mean, I know some LGBT activists who, when they've written their thesis and doctorates and things, have talked about their own journey, but I'm really looking forward to, Rach, when you finish reading it, having a having a flick through the pages and seeing what I think of it. Yeah, so it is, it's quite varied inside. Um, lovely hardback book, really good quality. Um Generous selection of, of poetry, fiction, creative non-fiction and other forms of art. So it's not just, you know, a solid brick book. It's, it's really varied and quite awesome in its, um, in its beautiful variety. It sounds awesome. So for people who could be interested, Rach... Um, do you have... Yes, so I have a preview copy. It has not been released yet. It is being published on the 14th of October um, by Auckland University Press. Um, you can have a look online and find sources for it. Um, Lighthouse PR are doing the PR for the book. I know that their aim is to get it into as many bookstores as possible. Um, 
I'm really sorry. I don't know if it's going to come out in ebook format or not. Um, but if you're interested in finding out more about the book, um, if you're an organisation who'd love to have it sitting on your, you know, waiting room coffee table, do email Karen McKenzie. Um, it's Karen at lighthousepr.co.nz, and I'm sure she'll be able to help you out. Wonderful. But great effort. Really great to see that book coming out. It's quite a milestone. Yeah. Um, speaking of books, I sort of caught, you know, during the Pride Week, the local library here in Invercargill had a, a bit of a selection out. So, you know, there are some, albeit limited, books out there, but it's always great to see more. Mm. Especially in, you know, that mixed format. Mm. I was trawling for queer news um, earlier today and found out something that I knew nothing about. Um, Booking.com has launched a Travel Proud program after research reveals how being queer affects travellers. Interesting. Yeah. Hadn't really thought about it. I guess I thought of basic stuff like, you know, um, perhaps arriving at an Airbnb and some homophobic host going, you can't stay here, we can't have two men sleeping in one bed. Um, That kind of crap. Yeah. I hadn't really thought of, of, yeah. Or Just the overall experience. Yeah, or you hear of the incidents of people arriving at a hotel and going, oh, it's booked for Mr. and Mr. or Miss, Mrs. and Mrs. And probably I'm guessing a lot of, uh, I know a couple of them have changed, but um, even when you're registering with um, booking companies, you know, is there a, only a male and female, you know? Mm. Things start so early on just when you're scouting around simply for a hotel or something like that. Um, yeah, so Booking.com did a survey and the reaction from travellers was that the travel and accommodation industry needs to become more inclusive in more areas and they've launched a way for merchants to prove their welcoming of queer customers, some sort of um, assurance tick system, which is, yeah, really cool. Yeah, it sounds a bit like, to me, a little bit like the um, instantly when I was reading it before, I thought of a bit like the accessibility tick for people with disabilities. Mm. So something along those lines, which, hey, I welcome. And as a a slightly frequent user of Booking.com, it will be definitely something I can back and keep an eye on. Yeah, it's interesting what their findings were. So 58% of Kiwi queer travellers say they have to consider their safety and well-being when picking destinations. Wow, that's well over half. 60% also believe that travelling openly as part of the community means some destinations are off limits, so they sort of stress about it and the whole planning and travel journey sort of becomes, you know, concerning. 51% say that who they are impacts the decisions they make when planning their trip. 44% say it's affected their destination bucket list. 54% report that it impacts who they choose to travel with. 53% indicate that travelling impacts how they behave with their significant other when travelling together. And 55% believe they that it impacts how they present themselves during their trip, include things like their clothing, fashion and makeup choices. Quite an impact. Quite staggering statistics too. Yeah. So now um, 
you, if you are an accommodation provider, you can uh, become Proud Certified by doing just a series of short online training sessions through Hospitable Me. Uh, once you've done that, the, your property's listing on Booking.com will display a Travel Proud badge to show potential guests they can be expected to be warmly welcomed and, as, sorry, and accepted when they arrive at their destination. Which is awesome because I'm sure as business owners in this day and age, Hopefully most businesses will welcome any custom. And they're putting their money with their, where their mouth is too with local fundraising campaigns um, bringing to life these stories from those in rainbow communities um, when travelling and a project called Postcards that feature the work of a photographer with stories of travellers from across Aotearoa that they're selling on a Postcards website. Do look that up. And all of those proceeds are being donated to Outline Aotearoa. Which is also really awesome. Um, and just as a side note, I read that one of the postcards actually features the RuPaul Drag Race winner. Yes. Awesome. All right. Now, there are two very important things happening in Parliament at the moment. At select committee stage, and that is the BDMRR and the conversion therapy, um, anti-conversion therapy bill. Yeah. You've been fairly closely connected to this through your politics. What's your experience been of how that's going? Um, I've probably been more connected with the ban on conversion therapy bill more than the BDMRR bill. Um, and I think that was because, for me, the BDMRR bill, for me personally, it won't have an effect on me. Mm. Um, so I probably didn't jump on that bandwagon as quickly as I probably should have. Um, that said, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I was there for the second reading, which is the stage before it goes to select committee, although this stage was slightly interesting in that the the BDMRR bill, as I understand it, has already been to select committee once before. So this mm-hmm. is a an extra... A redo because some, some of it changed. Yes. Yeah. Um, but it was interesting to watch. I mean, the bill went through the stage that I was in Parliament for um, without any opposition, which is wonderful to see. But you could see the opposition from the National Party um, who, you know, just the week before had opposed the the ban on conversion therapy bill actually just saying to the the government members and the members of those in support, please help us um, because they wanted to understand but were struggling. So... It was really good to see that they wanted to gain some knowledge there. And I have followed some of the submissions. Some of them have been, most have been overwhelmingly positive and in support of. But of course, you know, there's always a small handful. There's always someone. (laughs) Who come and say that, you know, rights of women will be infringed and it will be dangerous for entering bathrooms and all those silly and odd bits of commentary that come out that 
Yeah, I, because, you know, for you, it's conversion therapy is, you know, for me, it's the BDM yeah. because, you know, that affects me. And uh, good old stand up for women, eh? Oh, I for have. For goodness sakes. I have to say, there was a, I think it ended up on TikTok. There was a quite. It a, ended up everywhere. It, there was quite an entertaining wee snippet of their their submission and it actually made my lunch hour rage and <laughs> I will confess the co- cup of coffee almost got thrown over the computer screen <laughs> and laughter um, but just I've got to take my hat off to the um, politicians who um, have had to sit through some of the really nasty rhetoric who haven't um, battered an eyelid or cracked up laughing or just wanted to storm out of the room and in, in, I don't know if I want to say disgust or just protest. Yeah. Um, it's it's pretty tough hearing some of the, those really hard submissions, but I do know that in you know, a select committee process, you've got to go through that. Um, but also, you know, as we said, we've had the ban on conversion therapy bill, which, um, you know, they are still working their way through the submissions. I did submit on that one. It was, but for me, while it, you know, I support the ban, I think one of the areas I wanted to see widened is, um, you know, conversion therapy. Yes, predominantly it's happening to our rainbow community and. Um, LGBT communities, but it also happens, sadly, in the disability sector too. Very much so, and sadly, in the autistic community. Yeah, and so, you know, my submission, um, I haven't heard if I will get to speak to it yet. Um, You know, given the numbers that will be wanting to speak, I'm not overly upset if I don't get to speak verbally to it, but, you know, I was wanting to highlight that it needs to protect other communities too, um, because what we know as someone who is disabled, that it was used to stop people who were deaf from using their sign language and forcing them to lip read because it was seen as being easier for people. Mm. And just hearing that is actually really sad. So again, I'll be looking at um, watching that closely. But the other exciting piece of news in the political sphere is Tamati Coffey's bill got drawn from the oh, members' yes, ballot yes, to Im- improve um, surrogacy laws um, for um, not just rainbow families, but all families. Full stop. Um, so that is really exciting, and very slowly but surely that will make its way through the passage of Parliament and have its first reading and then of course, select committee process and what follows from that. So I'm really looking forward to that for all families, not just, um, you know, our rainbow families. Yeah, it is, you know, sorry, I guess it's a difficult one and I think that um, I think that we should keep with the whole uh, making it a no, absolutely nothing to do whatsoever with money. Mm. Um, that should That should always be, you know... That should just be off limits, not doing it for profit. But the whole, the absolute terror, you know, nine months 
of pregnancy is terrifying to begin with for an ordinary person having an ordinary baby by their ordinary selves. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's one, it's a really, you know, life-changing experience. But when you're a queer couple and you're having to get approval, do the IVF, you know, get pregnant and wait that nine months and then face all of those months and sometimes years of, you know, not having that full legal yeah, status as a parent. Yeah, all that red tape that we've heard of people having to go through, even Tamati himself. Yes. Um, which I think it was through that experience brought about this bill. So that's something that I'm really looking forward to watching. And it's great to finally see lots of rainbow legislation coming through the political world. So is. All right, that is us. That's us done and dusted, Rach. It's been a blast. It has. Thank Um, you, everybody who's followed us. Uh, You know, we really appreciate every single one of you. Yeah, I've I've learned some things that I didn't know and had a blast doing the show. And who knows what the future holds. We may actually be back one day on the other side of the mic. We may be. All right, everybody. Hi-da-da. Take care. And, um, yeah, hopefully we will have a new rainbow show for you shortly. Take Take care, everyone. everyone. Thank you so, so much. You can catch podcasts of Out There on radiosouthland.org.nz and on the Access Media app. You can get that from the Apple App Store or on Google Play. The preceding podcast was brought to you by Radio Southland with the support of New Zealand On Air. Their funding of accessmedia.nz makes these podcasts available. To find similar programs by other stations involved, go online to accessmedia.nz.